fuel, baby. We're living in the age of monetization. Okay. Monetize your life. Monetize your wife. Monetize your kids, your car, your drugs, everything else. Because, you know, one of the greatest things about the era we're living in, we can make money in any form of fashion just being who you are. You can make money just running, rolling around, playing your garden, rolling around, playing video games, rolling around, smoking weed. Just being yourself. And, and one of the perfect examples of monetizing your life is the nigga with the Mets colors and the Knicks colors on, the ESSO. I monetize everything, everything. if I can. Plus you know tax. And the the scary thing about monetization, it has no color to it. It has no limits. No limit. And I say that to say one of the most offensive things in this country is when a black man has the freedom to make his own money without anyone being over him. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't understand why it doesn't apply to other racial groups, but when a black man is making his own money and a massive amount of money, that's when the shutdowns come. I mean, because you know that they're trying to control us. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Control at the highest level. But it's, why is it so important to control the black man more than anybody else? Because we dominate. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And if we ever came together as black people, yeah. it, it's the most dangerous thing in the world for the, all, all of society, mm-hmm. period. So if, if you keep us down and we don't get that money, then you can't spread that money out amongst your people. people. So your people can't get stable. If they can't get stable, they can't build schools. They can't build up financial system for their town or yes. their city. They can't get you... Everything that you need. You can't get the good food. Not you know what I'm saying? All. If you're in Harlem, you're paying uh, uh, $16 for four jumbo rolls of toilet paper. I mean, four jumbo rolls of paper towels. Mm. If you go to Pittsburgh to Walmart, you're, for $17, you're getting 12 jumbo rolls of paper towels, better, thicker paper towels. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they're trying to lower the amount of money that the black people can have at their disposal. There if you, you have money at your disposal, you have freedom. You have freedom to do anything you want. Build businesses, travel, Clear your mind, fund other businesses, keep people off the streets, enable them to thrive and flourish as well. And now here's the tricky part. We got systems like YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. We're getting paid on all those platforms Mm -hmm. just for living our lives. But with the dudes such as Tate, who was popping, Mm -hmm. the scary thing now is we're going to have to transition into a subscription lifestyle. Of course. And people don't understand. I've seen dudes make 500K a month on YouTube, 50K a month. That means you'll never have to work a regular job as long as this system is flowing. But if you say the wrong thing, where your money coming from? They're going to zap you. You have to monetize. First of all, you can't rely on one platform. I, I learned this. You have to move your people People that really follow you will follow you from platform to 
platform. Of course. That's how you really want to back up your page or your likeness or your website. You can't back it up with a brand new page because you stuck building again. You have to have your likeness shifted across different social media platforms so you can monetize. So you have YouTube, you have Patreon, mm-hmm. you have subscriptions on the gram now. I have all of that. I got Patreon, I have YouTube, shout out Bagfuel TV, I got E-S-S-O-W-O-R-L-D, YouTube, monetize yourself. Everything that you're doing, if you're bringing value, like Clark Kent said, everybody has a gift. If mm. you hone in on your gift, your gift should be able to feed you for the rest of your life. It's, it's Now it's, it's all about distribution of your gift. Mm. Because you just said not being locked into one platform. Yes. However, these platforms are all in bed with each other. Okay. See, when they zapped Tate, they zapped them across all the platforms. Because okay. they have a uniformed interest with each other. So it was what Facebook, Instagram, whatever, whatever. They zapped them. So what let's just say you're making a hundred K on Twitter, hundred K, hundred K, hundred K. If you lost one, you'd have been like, I'm good. So can other people post Tate's comments? Yes. So then he needs to then Tate, you need yeah, to Yeah, but here's it. the problem. He can't post it. He's okay. been zapped. That's fine. But Tate, if Tate, if you're smart, you get in bed with somebody else, pause, let them post your content and monetize through them. No, what he did, know. he created his own subscription base. Okay. So now, but that's the thing now. We have to, it, YouTube is easy. You just click, it's there. It don't cost you any money. Mm-hmm. So that's the beauty of it. You can click. It's zero dollars to subscribe. Okay. Now you get your money coming in without having to overexert your audience or be e- ex- extremely demanding. I understand. Now that. you're like, hey, pay this six dollars a month. But if they're fans of yours, yeah. if they're really fans of mm-hmm. yours, they'll pay five or six dollars a month. Exactly. I got subscriptions right now. I'm up to a hundred and. 20 people. I'm trying to get to 125 because that's my mark where I feel like after they take their money, you got I'm, I'm good. I, I get I get to keep $700, $500, whatever it may be, and I can feed my people because I, I give people stuff away, right? Mm, you, but you just gave away your sneakers to one of I the just, most I, legendary dudes. We're going to talk about that later on the episode. Yeah, oh. yeah. I just yes. I give stuff away. I mail brand new things away, so there's a benefit of mm-hmm. subscribing to me. Everybody does not have that. But if you have true fans, they will come over and they will want to know what you have to say. So you could look at it as a negative, but you can see it as a positive. If Tate saved his money, he has time now and finances to build his own subscription. Here's the tricky thing about subscription. Uh huh. Now the pot becomes real smaller because now you're. See, with YouTube, it's vast. A million people can watch you, whatever. But now let's just say. All of us got a show. Now everybody subscribes $5. As their money keeps flowing out, like you said, they have okay. a less amount of money. Now they got to pick and choose who they're going to subscribe to. It's just like it, right, you got Amazon Prime, Netflix, cable, Hulu, YouTube. Mm-hmm. Let's just say some of your money don't come in. You're like, yo, I'm going to chop three of these off on auto pay. Uh, yo. See, that's the tricky part of navigating now. Yeah, listen, mm-hmm. anything can happen of within course. business. The whole part of business is to pre-plan and plan ahead mm. so you know what you have to do. You might not 
actually do other shows, but you might be planning for other shows. This is about a network of people, which I keep trying to explain to people. Teamwork makes the dream work. That's in business okay. as, as well. So you have to have a network of people. Tate should have been building up his, his network of people. As, as, as we travel around, we build up a network of people that we deal with. We deal with eight. We deal with my expert opinion. We deal with Mandy, full core pumps. We deal with Bridget. We deal with Space Ghost. We deal with Mecca. We deal with uh, uh, um, Malcolm Mays. We deal with DJ Clue. We, we deal with a lot of different people mm-hmm. that are doing different things to keep the network flowing, and it's always a constant build. We just went down to Philly, and we met up with a dude that Let helped to expand, to expand the network. Let's go into the next topic abruptly. This is off the top. How do you build a network? See, when I came into this game, you always ask me, why did I do the things I did? Mm-hmm. And I always say, yo, S, I had no foundation. I, this is not my forte. This is not my skill set. How am I going to get to know to meet people? Of course, I did it hook by crook. I did it completely off the grid, but it worked for me up to a certain extent. Okay. So what are the fundamentals that you've seen across your journey? And I'm going to add on what else is needed to make your network pop. Well, you, you have to spend time with people. Mm-hmm. Time is the biggest thing that you can spend with people when you're building your network. Yes. You share money with them. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to be the first one to reach out and share money to let people know that you're willing to guide and roll and ride with them. Of you know course. what I'm saying? Once you do that, then you try to put things together in order to put businesses together. You might build a small a small business plan that incorporates people and you be the you be the first one that starts to build a network. You have mm-hmm. to reach out to people. You got to have a plan. You can't just go out and say, well, let's build a relationship and let's build a, a network. You, Someone might be in your network that you're not really that cool with, but they work well. Mm-hmm. You pay them, they get paid, and they do the job. They might be a dickhead. You never know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But that's part of building your network. You have to be a boss. Your, your network, you, you feed your network, and your network feeds you. Also, too, bringing value to everybody. I've always been around people that's always asking, 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 but never offering, offering. So, like, example, I remember um, I needed something from the Breakfast Club. I needed something from Charlemagne and Angela Yee. They've done a lot for me. But one day I just was like, yo, LeVar Ball came into town. I said, hey, I got LeVar Ball for y'all. Boom, here you go. I'm, so whenever I'm asking, I'm always offering. A lot of times, people feel like, hey, I don't got money. I don't got anything to offer. Think deep inside your fucking soul. You might have something that someone needs. And boom, you can say, what, if not, say, what can I do for you? That's helped me out a lot. Even when I, how, how we met each other, I was like, hey, this is what I offer. Then you found a little gem within me and vice versa. We're here today after all these years. If you can supply people's needs you all there will always be a necessity for you to be around mm-hmm. people don't understand the middleman the problem solver is one that always stays around and yes. they always have great relationships and people always want to be within their presence if you have nothing to offer anybody and you're always the one asking, asking. you're not going to be able to be a part of a network you're not going to be able to build a network and it's going to be hard for you to make money be of value. 
Your mind is of value. Your time is of value. Your working ability is of value. You being on time is of value. You can bring value to a situation and be a part of somebody's network before you start yours. That's the biggest key of what mm-hmm. you got to be able to do. You have to be able to see where you can bring value. Some dudes just be around dudes and bring girls. That's when, valuable. That's valuable. Oh, trust me, that's valuable. When I show up, when, when I show up to somebody's guest podcast, even when they book me and pay me, I come with a bottle of champagne. All the time. I come with something as a peace um, sign to say, yo, I'm here. Gratif- gratitude. I, I, I appreciate you. Thank you for even paying me to bring me on your podcast or your show. That's just how I roll. I was brought up that way. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to pay attention and watch how other people build networks. Sometimes you intern with people. It's mm-hmm. many ways that you bring value. You might have to work for free. Yeah. <laughs> a, a lot of people work for free. When we first got on shows, we weren't getting paid. We worked for free, and we showed the the, the value. We got the hits, and people mm-hmm. wanted to have us on their show to bring life to their show. Another thing, too, being able to troubleshoot. People that can troubleshoot, oh, you save the person money, time, stress, headache. If you can solve a problem fast, you'll always get paid. Always, always get, get paid. Because somebody's going to be like, call that nigga. Call him all the time. No, oh, have him here. Have him here. Have yes. her here. That's a fact. You, you dig what I'm saying? So, uh, the nasty work of the music business. Yeah, what about it? You know, uh, I've been having conversations with people and they're very frustrated with the policies, the tactics and the behavior of the music industry. But why do they keep talking? Yo, everybody keeps talking about this for 30 years. I, I don't I, understand. I'm just like, Hey, <laughs> you have to understand. These are guys who are set in their ways. It's hard to convince them of what's going on. What's the direction of the culture. What's the shift of the culture. Okay. I'm just like, Hey, let's just gradually, Build up the relationship, build up the network. But people are just so stuck in the, it's supposed to be like this. It's supposed to go like this. And I'm like, why? Circumvent it. Go they around it. No, that's, not, that, that's not easy. Let me jump in. What's not easy? You have to be able to know how to circumvent. People don't even know that fucking word. Okay, they don't even know what it means to circumvent nothing. You know what I'm saying? So that's the clip right there. Right. So so you so so you're giving them stuff and and you're telling them wise words, but you're telling them words that they don't understand. Okay, circumvent means if you can't if you can't get in this business this way, use your talent and your skills and your relationships and try to come into uh, around it and come in another way. Meaning, if you want to rap but you take good pictures, be a freaking photographer. There you go. Take pictures of every of every person that you can. Build relationships in there. Be in the studio and wait for the fine time to introduce your music to them. That's how you circumvent talent. You can be a, a rapper, right? Because nobody cares about your freaking business sense. You get a deal. You never come out. But while you're there, you're building a whole lot of like relationships. What, like what Kanye did. But, a, but, but Kanye came out. Kanye came out. There are people who have never come out that go on to be managers. The Huddy that died. Yes. Remember, Hug he six. was involved. He was involved with um Dipset. Um, no, no, Not no. Dipset, with Nelly. <laughs> with really? Nelly, yes. They was involved with Nelly. Nelly came through Uptown. Dude, shout out to Ed Holmes. Mm. The, the Huddy was involved. See, people be involved. Yeah, he he had a little look with Mace. But what did people do? Everybody loved. 
Huddy Combs. Facts. They liked him to this day. So he circumvented. What did Jim Jones do? Jim Jones wasn't a rapper. He was a a, a video director. He wasn't too. even a video director. Jim Jones was his man. You mm. follow what I'm saying? Jim Jones was like, I'm not just gonna be a nigga man. I'm right here. Mm. I can circumvent all of this shit. I'm a, I'm a be I'm a shoot videos. Mm. Jim Jones was in Rockefeller office with a mic and an inbox recording, and people was laughing at him. Wow. Okay. People was laughing at him. He was Woo. not a rapper. But what did he do? He circumvented his rap career. He parlayed it. He used relationships. He saw the swag. He saw how, how people worked the, the, the business. And he took that and made that his own. Mm-hmm. And that's how y'all got Jim Jones. Yes. That, that's why Jewels and all them was in front of Jim Jones. Mm-hmm. If you think about Dipset, yeah, Cam yeah. fucked with Jewels. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He was the next rapper because real talk, Jewels was rapping. Jim Jones learned the business. He worked on his writing. He found Max B. Put Max B in. Write that shit. I'ma spit that shit. And I'm out now. And nobody could stop that nigga. You know what I'm saying? Then he went back. He looked like he fell off a little bit. Now this is the fucking renaissance of Jim Jim Jones. Jones. Why? Because he knows the business. He got more connections than he ever had right now. You know, and and he's been transparent. He sat there and said, yo, I was down in my last band. And I asked Betty. Mortgage was the dude. But I'm going to come back and get it. He, he, he's the only nigga I know is running around with gray hair right now, and, and nobody freaking cares. cares. No one says he's shit. Still, he's still lit. He's more lit now than he's ever been. That's funny. He has all the grace popping. Nobody calls him an old nigga. Nobody. Nobody calls him OG. Nobody calls him an OG. <laughs> nothing. He's just Think about Jones. that. That's an ill he's nigga. A, right? Yo, that's a nigga who paid attention and knew if you keep working. That's the key to this yeah. whole shit. Yeah. You keep working. If you keep working, you keep working, you're going to find your lane. Everybody that's, that's lit right now, we lit right now, straight up. All we do is freaking work. We just talk to Mandy. Mandy, like, all, 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 all you doing is working. Yeah. yeah. If I'm not working, I'm a herb. Mm-hmm. If I'm not working, I'm filming in my house on my phone camera and posting that shit up. Mm-hmm. Facts. And then, you know, you got people that got to hold you accountable and motivate you. This nigga be calling me like, you ain't doing enough, nigga. <laughs> I be like, yo, this video just did ninety thousand. He's like, and so what? He said, let me show you what that ninety thousand mean. Let's go to Chow's right now and cover the bill. If that if that can't and cover I that bill, I, if that I, can't cover that bill, that shit what? don't mean nothing. So guess what? That ninety thousand views meant nothing. Nothing. We need you. You need money. You money. have to circumvent that ninety thousand views and turn and find a way to turn those ninety thousand views into money. Mm-hmm. So you know what you do? You sell merch. One, you sell subscriptions. Two, you sell online courses. Three, you do public appearances and live shows. Mm-hmm. And that's just to start off. Minimum. That is just the beginning of what we do. Come up with a product. Uh-huh. Sell your product. I got laces. I, I, I just sold laces right before we turned this joint on. I sold five pairs for $10 a piece. Boom. All of that adds on to what, what you got going on. Mm-hmm. Those, those laces can now pay for studio time for 30 minutes. I sell 10 more laces. I got studio time for an hour and 30 minutes. Now I'm not paying for nothing, and I'm turning this into money, money. when it goes on YouTube and you subscribe. Now, we got people who don't got the entrepreneurial spirit in them. They're not hustlers. Okay. If you're not that, That's find not my fault. No, 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 no. no. Don't do that. <laughs> Listen, don't do that. <laughs> find somebody that is and right. put them in your corner. You know, um, Andrew Carnegie. 
I always tell this story, was a very passive dude. And he made millions and billions, but he knew he needed somebody rugged yeah. that talked that shit. And he got one of his partners to crack the whip. There you if go. You got to be self-aware of what your skills is. If you don't understand the business of making money, the business of pulling merch, get somebody who does. If you're just great at the technical shit and you can make YouTube channels pop or you can get discounts on things, do that and get with some talent. And also, as you're doing that, give yourself time to learn the business. Yeah. Grow into the business yep. too. Pick up skills, pick up traits. Because yep. sometimes people are just sitting there like, I don't, I don't need to learn this. Yes, you do. Because one day, relationships break up. We, you we, might not be with that person anymore. We always learning. And I'm going to say something that I saw him learn from me just at the, the fest that we went to. Do let us in to the Say Lounge. Yeah. Right? Everybody walked in the Ducey Lounge. I made it my business to walk back around the barricade and shake the nigga's hand to let all 15 of us in. Mm -hmm. Before I could turn around and say, yo, Han, go shake the nigga's hand. Han was already where the nigga was shaking his nigga's hand. Mm -hmm. That's gratitude. That's yeah. business. Mm -hmm. He didn't have to let us in no matter how hot that we was. But the fact that he understands that we know business and we are appreciative to what he did, yeah. the next time that he sees us, he will be inclined to rock with me more and more and more. Mm -hmm. And that's the first the first that's the beginning i'm sorry of building a relationship of course you know understanding when people are doing things for you that they don't, don't have, have to, to do, do for you yeah and people really feel entitled they're really selfish like oh i'm supposed to get this why oh one of these two dudes right they they had saw math and i could see that they wanted to take a picture with him mm-hmm I said, you want to take a picture with him? They're like, yo, he, I said, I'm going to bring you to him. Mm -hmm. I brought them to them. They took the picture. And then they're like, yo, you mad cool about it. You know what I'm saying? Da, da, da. Why are you showing us so much love? I said, bro, what value does it get for me to disrespect you? <laughs> I said, in seven None. months, y'all two could be the hottest niggas in the world. Yeah. Then what? Because seven months ago, we wasn't the hottest in the world. Seven yeah. months later... We the hottest niggas in the world. You know I what said, I'm and I said that's what happened to me seven months ago. You wouldn't give a fuck about me. And keep in mind, and we gonna be transparent. Even with being the hottest niggas in the world, we still have to monetize ourselves yeah, every people, day. E even when you get paid, people might not pay you right. People might 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 not pay you on time. So you have to be able to keep your money, watch your money, save your money, so you don't put yourself in in a bad position to need the money. When you start needing money in any business, any shape, form, or fashion, you cannot make the correct decisions up here because now it's based upon need, mm -hmm. not based upon want or standard. Standard is a very big deal that you have to hold yourself by when you're entering into the entertainment business because mm -hmm. they will take advantage of you. Mm -hmm. They will not pay you. They will make you ask for your shit. They will complain about paying you stuff that they owe you that's yours. Yeah. So you have to be able to put yourself in the right position to not need them and to have them know that you don't need them so you can be in the correct position to move forward in life and in your business. Because desperation will always override standards. People can say, yo, I'm of standard. Uh, money will never override me. I, I know what it is for them to put that note on, on your door. When they say, yo, the marshal's coming in three days. 
Standards might go out the window. Standards go out the window. You start doing criminal shit. <laughs> you got to put yourself in position, in position for your standards yeah. not to go out the window because they will go out the window yeah. if you do. Because We've all been there. Yeah, if you're facing homelessness, standards ain't going to keep you from being homeless, my nigga. <laughs> right, let's be, let's be fucking real, time. That's fact. That's fact. Uh, we got a few moments. You want to get a little bit ignorant? Come on, man. As long as it's about business, because you it's know, not about business. You know, we have to stay on course. No, no, we're gonna stay business. on course. <laughs> Ghost, can we get ignorant a little bit? I want to apologize to you. Okay, bye bye. Ghost, S O N I. Okay, hold on. Let's do this again. I want to apologize to you. S O N I have always had arguments about basketball between LeBron James and Michael Jordan. Yep. Big, big, big arguments. Big arguments. Today, on camera, I will say officially, Michael Jordan is the goat, and here's why. Oh my god! Here's why. Oh my god! It got. It got to be some BS. It got to oh, be oh, some oh, BS involved. Because oh. his son is smashing Larsa Pippen. Oh my god! <laughs> Mike, Whew. after the documentary comes out, Last Dance, and Scottie Pippen ragdolls Michael Jordan up and down, left and right, in and out. And mind you, Michael Jordan tried to take Madonna away from Scottie Pippen. And you know Jordan never forgets to have his son who never made the league. Madonna was messing with Scottie Pippen? Yeah, it's documented. She, he tried to snatch her and she Wasn't was like— Wasn't Madonna messing with Rodman too? She likes getting trains ran on her, allegedly, I guess. Okay. I don't know, my nigga, but okay. this is this is documented. Okay. But to have your son ragdoll the dude that they said you couldn't do it without him. You don't have the six rings without Scotty. And he said, LeBron's better than you. Now your son is plugging. Your ex-wife, that's goat See, shit, nigga. I feel, I feel bad about that's this, though. Shit. Yo, I feel bad about this, though, because nobody's thinking about Scotty Pippen Jr. And that's the oh. only and that's the only thing You know what's crazy? That's the only thing that I'm not <laughs> feeling about this Larsa thing because Scottie Pippen Jr. as a son don't deserve that. He's trying to play basketball. I feel like he didn't stay in college. He had he's playing with the Lakers right now. I think he got drafted about by the Lakers. He's on the Lakers. It's like yo, it's like yo, Larsa, like, like, chill. Like if if you know you a target, and this goes to business, right? I'm yes. glad you mentioned yes. this. Yes, because it's good. We're gonna talk if, business if, with if this. If you know you a target, you don't think your son is affected. He's trying to make, he's trying to have a career of his own at the same time. Mm -hmm. You feel what I'm saying? And all your stuff is mad messy. It's involved with ball players, Malik Beasley. Brawny, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. All this future. other type of stuff. Yeah, but but future's not even a basketball <laughs> player. But if, I, if, I, if I'm Scottie Pippen Jr., I, I don't like the future thing, but I'll deal with it. Why? Because that's not technically in my world. Yeah, it's not connected. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, he's famous and all that, but he's not in the basketball world every yes. single freaking day. day. Malik Beasley is an active pro. Play, yeah. Bronny's father is an all-time great, and Bronny's playing ball. You know what I'm saying? All this other stuff that got going to like, 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 it got to come. I, Michael Jordan is the biggest icon in basketball, right? All time. And you're going to be smashing his son too now, a dude that grew up as a baby watching Scott. Like, yeah, it got to come to a point that 
People got to understand that they are affecting. These mothers out here is affecting pockets now. Like when you're affecting, you. you affecting emotional stability, you are affecting pockets. Now, you could not care about the rest of the world, but this your baby. Follow what I'm saying? Like, you you affecting his pockets directly and publicly, not even privately. People are clowning this man. People are making jokes about him. He had problems in college with the jokes and the problems. Like, come on. Like, it has to come to a point of this is my legacy. Mm-hmm. Right and Scottie Pippen got good money, but I I want my kid to have his Keep own it going. money. I, I want my kid to have his own freedom, build his own family. He gonna have kids one day, like like you gonna be their grandmama, like like doing this dumb shit. You know what I'm saying? And 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 your name travels. Your name is money all the, the time. Pippen name is a distinct name. Okay, yeah. that name is money. That's why she's keeping it. She's not going to loss of whoever the fuck she was before. Mm -hmm. She's going to use loss of Pippin and then hold the name out. You foul, my nigga. You you foul. And, you know what I'm and saying? And we've always said this, and women hate this responsibility, but it's the truth. How you conduct yourself when you're a queen, when you're a princess, when you're a wife, a girlfriend, how you behave while you're connected to a man will always affect the financial stability of that man that's facts point blank the end bag fuel nigga you understand ladies because <laughs> if you're a queen and you're allowing peasants to run through you that man is no longer viewed as a king when it comes to dealings at the business table he's getting 20 percent on the bottom of a dollar value maybe maybe 50 percent yes, because we, men don't respect that they're going to be like, he can't keep his queen in order. You think I'm going to give him the full value of what I think he's worth? No. Ladies, protect the money, too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, people working hard for this money. People getting money that other people dream of and can't even comprehend. When you have it, treat it as precious. It's like when they look at us blowing up and they thinking that we're going to be big-headed. People calling me, no. The bigger my name get, the more money I make, the more thankful I am, the mm. more blessed I know I am. So why would I personify negativity among people? We only going towards positivity. Can, can we end this show on this subject? What does it take to keep your ego in check? Because <laughs> it's okay. Go ahead. No, because I'm going to you're going to rock this one out. People truly don't understand the mountaintop you was on in the music industry. Yeah. A bad year for you was making four hundred thousand. No, well, two fifty. Two fifty. Two fifty was a, a bad quarter year. of a million was a bad year for us. No. I mean, because I, I managed Rock Wilder, so I made yes. I made three hundred thousand dollars more than one time. Yes. you know what I'm saying. Like we and mind you, deals. This like, was in. You were really young. I was young. You were, it was. Early 2000, I did. I made my first uh, 300 stacks in 04. Yeah, paid your student loans off in one shot. Oh yeah, with a with a publishing deal, with so, a publishing deal. Okay. And you always said your ego was out of control, out of control, through the roof. You you had 20 girls on rotation. I, I had to have at least 20, or I felt like I was trash. Mm -hmm. and, and they all knew about it. And every everyone knew. They all knew. And. You always say, Hein, this, this shit's going to get to you if you're not careful. You be talking to me because there's just certain things within my own personality that is astronomically ridiculous. And I'll be like, chill, bro. <laughs> and it, and, it, and I'm just jumping no, in. No, go it's, in. It's weird because if people, pe 
people that know me can't believe I'm I, I'm the one telling people chill because I was the one popping ecstasy, partying on top of the tables, rolling around with three, four chicks, bringing girls to the club that didn't even know each other. Yeah. Um, <laughs> jump up, get on the plane the very next day for no reason, stay in California in the Hotel Lux with Rock Wilder for 31 days straight, pay mm. for everything, party. Like, I did all the wild shit, private boats, mm-hmm. and everything that you could think of. And my head was like, I'm never going to fall off. You travel with Puff Daddy. Dr. Dre said, I'm the greatest manager he's ever met. My head was like this. You mm. could, I couldn't even hold it. But guess what? I didn't even realize my head got big until I fell off the mountaintop. Mm. Till I filed bankruptcy. Yeah. I filed bankruptcy. Lost everything. Stayed in my house. Held on to my house. Found a way to pay the second mortgage off. Now I'm robbing Peter to pay Paul. You know what I thought about? I can't believe that I fell off the mountain as, as my daughter was getting older. Because now she's aware of who now you Now she's aware now. now. Now now she's older. So what I had to do, I revamped myself. And I worked in the clothing line. Mm-hmm. I used my connections to get a dude a million dollars. You circumvented. I circumvented. I used my connections to get a dude a million dollars to start his clothing line, and he gave me a job there. Mm-hmm. I became vice president of the clothing line. After that folded, nightlife was popping. Clue let me start road managing him, mm-hmm. doing little management yeah. responsibilities. I did that. Then I went back to DJing. Yeah. I circumvented. That's how I met my wife. I was DJing in her club. You know what I'm saying? I did that for a few years, and then I circumvented again. Back again. Then I circumvented back again, and I started doing marketing, radio marketing and promo. Mm. Then I met Heineken. Now I'm here. Now, what what do you think, let's get a little personal, what do you think certain things about my ego you feel like it's getting out of control? Any little things you see that you like, yo, bro, keep this in check? (laughs) It's only one thing I feel like, and some of us suffer from this because mm-hmm. we number five in the world or whatever. We got a lot of followers now, and people think everybody know us. Everybody don't know us. Mm-hmm. We not big yet. Mm-hmm. We not big to the world. We not mainstream. Mm-hmm. We 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 big to people that watch YouTube. We we big to people that like hip hop. But there's many many white people that walk by me and don't know me. Gotcha. There's many many Spanish people. There's many many black people that walk by and don't know me. Yeah, they know me when we're in certain arenas. If I'm going to a record label, I'm a star. If I go here, if I mm. go there, yeah. But as far as mainstream, we not mainstream yet. So I don't get mad if people don't know me, if they don't respect what we bring to the hip-hop culture. Mm. I'm not upset by that. Yeah, Puff Daddy knows us. Dr. Dre knows us. Jay-Z knows us. Uh, 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 Countless 50. 50, 21 Young Savage. savage yeah. They all know us. Drama, Greg Street on down. Yeah. Mero, before they came to the show, actors, everybody salutes us. Omar Epps. Omar yeah. Epps, but everybody don't know us and you think from that angle i'll be coming off as i'm expecting everybody you're expecting certain things that i feel like right now we the niggas that got a hit single right Mm. but we don't got an album we ain't put out a second single yet we got one video that's how we are as a rapper. We the rapper with one video and we popping. We what? And I'm not just taking up. Remember Sheck West just did a party. Remember Sheck West had one single. Yeah. Right? That's where we at right now. I don't want to be stuck right there. I'm trying to keep building. I want two singles, three singles, a LP, mm. a label, more massive projects. I want a Hollywood star. 
Bang. So in order to have that, you have to have confidence, but you also have to keep your ego in check. Yeah. If you can keep your ego in check on your way up the ladder, you will see limitless success. And I agree because part of me, I like, I have a lot of audacity to me, very subtle. subtle look, look at this, this nigga laughing. You know, I'll be like, you ain't fucking dead ass. Then he'll be like, yo, chill, yeah. bro. <laughs> like, chill. And, and what's crazy is, I mean, Mecca and Math knows. You, like, you don't know the shit I was doing. Mm-hmm. All you've heard is the, the boogeyman stories. So mm-hmm. I'll just be like, I know what it is if I let this hammer go. That's it, all I need to hear is the boogeyman story. Yeah, because he confirmed them. It ain't like he said, I didn't do that. Oh, he I was did like, all that shit. He's like, I did all that. So I say, yo, bro. Chill. We going a whole nother way. Yeah. Let's enjoy it. I, I, I said the same thing to Clue, and I'm, it's the last thing I'm going to say. I yeah. said, yo, Clue, when we taking niggas' money, right, for these parties, I don't want to be nasty. Because we come in like, yo, where the money? Or he ain't going on, and he ain't doing this. That's, that's, the, that's how you approach things. One day I woke up, I said, I don't want to approach him like that no more, Minotti. I said, I'm thankful that they're paying us $5,000 for you to spend an hour and a half. What the hell I got to be mad for about that? In America. I'm not even DJing it. And it's an hour and a half for $5,000? No. I'm grateful and thankful that you want to give me this $2,500 deposit and this $2,500 back end before he even goes to perform. I appreciate you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And that changed my whole outlook. I'm appreciative of everybody. Now, he'll, he'll tell you, people be doing things to me, and I'll be like, yo, let's just move forward. Yeah. I don't even care. Oh, I'm spiteful. We on a journey. Oh, I'm vengeful. I, 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 I'm oh, the yeah. one that's like, yo, let's move forward, bro, because we, we, me and him, I done done dirty shit, and I ain't going to act like I didn't, and I paid the karma, but I'm trying to pay it forward. In, in, in a way that people can see it and feel it. When I respond to people, when we go meet people in, in Philly, we're changing lives. And that's yeah. that's what I like. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I enjoy that more than anything I, I, else. I, I enjoy the changing lives and people saying that they're inspired by me and everything that I do. Dudes that stutter. It's like, yo, I can't, yo, yo, I'm doing this shit now. If you did this shit and you saw it, I can do this shit. That's one of my proudest moments. I, I fucking dropped a tear when the nigga said that. Because that shit was a terrible feeling. It terrorized me growing up in Southside Jamaica, Queens. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't until girls was like, I don't give a fuck about that stutter shit. You that that nigga. Cha- that changed my life. Yeah. But everybody don't have that. So if I can pass that shit down, this heart, this experience... Then that's what bag fuel is all about. We're trying to fuel young niggas' minds yeah. to legally get to the bag. And next episode, I'm going to talk about the things I do to help change people because we're about to close it out. But one of the things Esso said, and we're going to make sure you go into the next episode, is my resiliency. He got it. All right. And salute to what this man did. He walked home barefooted the other day. And we didn't get the reason why on camera, but it was just an amazing moment. And he did it on purpose. And because of that, we're good in the streets now. (laughs) Oh, by him walking barefooted, we got a whole new army of shooters. (laughs) Oh, we out.
Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh, oh. oh make sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's do it right now. Yeah, we yeah, go ahead. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe. I hate saying that shit. I want you to do it organically and naturally, but they want me to say it. So <laughs> please do it because if I'm getting money, Trust me, whatever lady that's subscribing and liking, I'm going to do like a little giveaway. I'm going to take you out, take you out the country, pipe you down, <laughs> let you enjoy this lifestyle that you helped let me get to. Just just, just press the subscribe button, please. Oh, he don't require much. I require a lot, but subscribe. I get back. We're trying to get to 1,000 subscribers. Yeah. We want to show you how to monetize by watching us do it. From the ground up. Yeah, we revamped our whole YouTube Bag channel. Thank you. Hollered us. Love and loyalty over everything.